the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Milberger's Garden in South Texas, our Easter edition. Nursery is closed today, so we have come out. Uh, Why are we the only ones out here? I know. They all thought, well, nobody's shopping. That's oh, not right. I'm not going to get any walk-up questions. <laughs> from the crowd? Uh, there'll from be no, the crowd? There'll be no questions from the crowd today, <laughs> so don't even bother. Now, the nursery's closed. They want to let the uh, employees nice. celebrate with family, and uh, so... Uh, you can celebrate with us. There you ha- go. Have us as part of your Easter, and uh, we'll. Uh, the nursery's open again tomorrow. But uh, every Easter we do this, we'll have some music and lots of good stuff and lots of great information. And I realized what we should have done. It's too late now, but we should have asked <laughs> last weekend what people wanted us to cover as topics. So next time we'll do. No, that. they don't call me. Okay, they're not going to call them. That for complicates that. things. I, I don't mean, want to tell them. When we decide, call. it's oh, much okay. easier. Yeah. That's okay. Then let's decide. <laughs> All right. So where do we want to start? I don't uh, know. I haven't got any ideas. No, me <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Well, <laughs> um, the tomatoes are uh, are kind of in the prime. Uh, they're starting to set fruit, and yeah, you've yeah. already seen some uh, diseases out there. Oh yeah. Kevin yeah. and I were talking before. Before we found you up here at the studio, and uh, he said that the first tomatoes to set fruit, yeah, was the, well, the rodeo tomato. That's right. Uh, this year's rodeo yeah. tomato. And they look good. The plants look good too. They're not very large. They're only yeah three. Oh, and the and plants are smaller. Tall, yeah, but they're li- they look so- you know look solid and sturdy, and uh, they got blooms on and uh, setting fruit. fruit too. Yeah. What's the largest fruit by the size of a golf ball? That's right. Yeah, oh, right. maybe a little a little smaller than a golf ball. And uh, your uh, tycoon hadn't got any fruit on it. Uh, you know, I didn't didn't look close. Okay, I just I was uh, working on another part of the garden, and I just noticed as I went by, but I oh, I didn't good. go down every I should have, but I didn't go down every uh, variety to see. And so, if people other. if people want to plant that variety, do you remember the number? Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> 88.49. Look at you. Wow, that's pretty good. I know it. For some reason, I can't remember this year. No, it's, it doesn't, doesn't flow. <laughs> HM 88.49. Yeah, so. And then the, uh, the other one was 18.23. Yeah. That, that's that's what's on the market. I don't have I don't have 18.23 yeah. this year. Now, my uh, BHN 968. 68s are, have fruit on them. Do they? It's yeah. a cherry tomato. It's supposed to have fruit. Well, I'm it. just telling you. <laughs> so, That's good. Yeah. I was going to give it to someone as a gift, but I think uh-huh. it's too late now. Now that it's already growing and I've... Oh, oh it's still fruit. in the pot. 
Yeah. Oh. I potted it into a bigger pot. Oh, good. And I was going to drive okay. it to them. Okay, good. And uh, yeah, so I guess I could still do that. But yeah. And uh, for more about Milton's garden, uh, just real <laughs> quick. So I think I figured out the strawberry culprit is indeed a squirrel. Yeah. Because I keep finding my strawberries buried. Oh, no. Under the soil. Really? Yeah. Huh. It's, it's loose potting soil. It's a pot. And then you did they eat them? Well, they didn't. Maybe they're not ripe yet, but they no. were, they were buried. Under, they don't care. No, no. Usually they'll taste taste them if they're not ripe. You oh, they just, just waste throw them down. They just take a bite out of them. Yeah. Okay. Oh man. Oh, that's strange. It is strange. Of course, uh, squirrel squirrels got as many personalities as there are <laughs> yeah <laughs> individuals out there. But, but anyway, uh, yeah, the tomatoes are doing good, and so. And Milburger has still got some tomato transplants, uh, a, a very good selection of uh, and, uh, tomato transplants. And you can you can buy the one if you had. Uh, sorry if you had uh, hail damage, but you can replace your tomatoes with uh, the large and the one gallon, ready for action. Uh, right, and you won't you won't fall behind because of the hail, either. And, and that, Jer- Jerry made a point of that last time about. Yeah, we talked about that. Uh, if you've had hail damage and you tomato, you think you're going to let them grow back? No, don't do it. They might grow back, but y- you yeah. uh, they would rather have fruit. They were, <laughs> yeah. Well, they have stem. The stems. Oh, that yeah. Are uh, weakened, weakened and, by the hail. They are damaged by the hail, and uh, it may not. The stem may not fall off or bend over. But it's damaged enough so when that thing yeah. gets a fruit load on it, they'll snap, snap off. That was interesting last week, too. Uh, we can switch back to tomatoes again, but uh, that we saw the first really uh, definitive uh, evidence of the freeze damage on uh, early peaches. Oh, yeah. That guy brought in a, yeah. a very good sample. I yeah. was looking at it from the opposite end of the table from where Calvin sits, and... Uh, I was looking at the foliage for something, and I said, that foliage looks good. And uh, <laughs> then y'all told me about the fruit, and th- there was the fruit hanging on there. That's right, just little, uh, just kind of uh, like they're inside size. out. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. And uh, But he had a few, uh, which we would expect. He had a few that uh, escaped, so he was harvesting full-size fruit. Now, this is a really early peach. We were trying to figure out yeah. which variety it was but he said it was booming uh, christmas time or before yeah that's what he said so that really makes it uh, uh vulnerable to to freezes you know i don't think uh, uh florida king blooms at christmas does it no florida king's february, a little more march yeah i think february early february that where you've got a fairly good chance here in san antonio with uh now i think i think the uh florida kings are looking good we've got Quite a few fruit. They'll have some. Some mine has some fruit that look, it looks like it's no, frozen. Good. But uh, you know, it's like just like we thinned it on purpose. Yeah, you know. You know. Kevin, uh, Kevin's a shy pruner. Uh, oh. it's a shy thinner. Oh. Excuse me, shy thinner. Well, I didn't used to be. I was <laughs> on my on the peach orchard. I tried everything. I had uh, pressure washers no. <laughs> and whole crews. Yeah, tried to thin and. Uh, it's very difficult to to thin early peaches, but because you, know, you got to prune the bloom, you got to yeah. thin the blooms. Yeah, if you 
are successful, you know, your your, your price can be twice, twice mm. or three times as much as the wow for a little, you know, a golf course, uh, you know, like a spring gold, which is mm-hmm. golf ball size. If you thin it, it'll be potentially nearly twice that size, and uh, the price, the wholesale price, would be double, oh, double yeah. too. But people are kind of hesitant about it. mainly because, like this guy, this guy that brought his peaches, he had thinned, right? He didn't. Did. You tell me he had thinned. Yeah, he thinned every year. And then he got year, frozen yeah. out. Thins every year. Yeah. And I'm proud of him. There are very few people that thin the fruit, especially satsumas. Now you're going you're going to have to thin that tree out there by when Charles and them are not there. That tree that we saw blooming so profusely out there at the uh, Millburgers nursery Uh-oh. in that container. That's oh, that's that's that Milton do it, and then we can there you catch go. him. Well, you we can you can tell me you were teaching me how to. Yeah. <laughs> he said Milton said what? <laughs> oh, no, we just, never told him. He's just not. Why would we tell him that? That's <laughs> silly. You know us better than that, Charles. I wouldn't tell him that. Yeah. Uh huh. I see how it's working. What is that? Or do you want to say? Is well, it, I know it's citrus, isn't it? Yeah, satsuma. Satsuma. Oh, cool. Okay. In that, in that, in that, straight in front of us. Straight in front of us. Yeah. It, it was full of bloom. Mm. Now, I haven't looked at it close enough to see whether it's got a uh, little fruit on it or not, but uh, they'll show up a little bit later if uh, if they set fruit. Well, and I did another comparison of uh, my little uh, veteran loquats that uh, uh-huh. uh, under, you know, less than golf uh, ball size, and then yeah. the, the very large ones, and the large ones are are really ripe now. The size of an egg? Yeah, they are. And the bir- the birds and squirrels are really latching onto them and liking them. But um, they're, at best, bland compared to the sweet, hmm. sweet yeah. uh, fruit out, out front, the littler, littler ones. So, uh, yeah. um, so I don't know if that's... Many, I, I've got, got big I noticed, seed in, I noticed the, the second, second tree also has some. I'll have to check <clears> and see that all of them are... Have that? If you sacrifice taste for that big, they should. Uh, they should because they're they're gra- they're uh, rooted plant. In other words, they're all the same. Uh, should be uh, all the same. Seeds no larger. There's just a big. You get a lot more uh, flesh. Yeah. 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 Nice, in other words, t- if nice you're going to grow them commercially, uh, you would uh, use this bigger one. Yeah. And uh, you know where where Mister Moore kept the birds off of them. Uh, the guy that brought it from China, wrap each one of them. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> wrap each one. Well, of them. I've seen I've seen them wrap uh, persimmons too. Yeah, he used to wrap persimmons. Well, and what the heck? Now, what do you wrap them with? Uh, just uh, something, a uh, piece of cloth. Okay, so the fruit doesn't actually have to get sun. Yeah, almost oh. like a what's that? What's that material that sticks together? You can just wrap a piece of. Like in your shoes, saran wrap, yeah. or yeah. But they'll they, they, that help me on this with the, the uh, Oriental, the pears. Yeah, Oriental pears. Yeah. yeah, we there was a few years back we were testing a lot of those and uh, trying them, and uh, it turned out that in the, their their country of origin, that's what they did. They basically yeah, wrapped, wrapped every your... single one of them. Wow. So that the birds, they were, they were pretty valuable, tasty, oh, yeah. wonderful. 
but here we had only about what a couple of varieties that stood the test. So tough to grow. Yeah. We are listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. This is our Easter edition, and uh, the nursery is closed today, as a reminder, and but we'll be open again tomorrow. Uh, so we're just going to cover a variety of topics. Just uh, sit back and enjoy. There's no need to give a phone number, although I probably accidentally <laughs> will. Are you going to be able to go through the whole program? I don't know. That phone I'm not sure. This could. I bet he's going to slip. I bet you're right. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't number. take that bet. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so don't call us at – no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but check it out, and let's see. What else is going on? Um, well, people are still fighting the weeds. Oh, really? We're, <laughs> oh, yeah, big time. And uh, my the Easter Bunny couldn't even get through my neighbor's yard because of the weeds. Mm. She <laughs> had, she had, they haven't mowed. Mm-hmm. I've mowed three times, and I've still got one. I wonder why they're not mowing. Maybe they have no lawnmower. You clearly well, don't you, live in a uh, homeowner's association That's not the first thing you think about as a solution for weeds like that. Do you, you know, we get a lot of good gardeners that kind of just kind of stare at us when we say, well, the best way to uh, address the issue or to at least get it in control is to mow. Yeah. And then it's just not, not something they thought about. Now some things don't mow real well. The I've been fighting with that black medic <laughs> clover stuff. If you let that get big, I mean that's tough. It's tough to pull, and it's tough yeah. to cut. String mower is tough with it. Um, uh, so the this is just the the year of the weed, I think. <laughs> and they're yeah. really doing well. That timing, you know, when you have a freeze in that November, it kind of bears the ground, mm-hmm. so all the seed can get a seed that can take advantage of the bare ground in the middle of November was ready and then there was not any rain after that so that that was one of the requirements that you had to have a seed that could germinate with based on a little bit of rain that mm-hmm. we had and boy we sure have the weeds that managed it kind of like the blue bonnets they they need the same stuff as blue bonnets need now have you got any of uh, them now my uh, bed straws almost has disappeared. Yeah, well, other than the, what the dogs find to dra- drag in. <laughs> drag in. Um, yeah, that bed straw was bad early. Yeah, but uh, that uh, black medic, that's that's got a uh, little rounded uh, burrs too. They're not Uh-oh. they're not like sand burrs. I mean, they don't mm-hmm. po- poke a, a wound, but they. Uh, I get tangled for sure. Oh lord! So I'm just finding all kinds of new uh, <laughs> new weeds. We'll have to we'll have to dig. Maybe declare uh, we've declared the sustainable winter lawn. Yeah, you said they were amongst your uh, petunias. Well, they were they were uh, you know where you oh like the Brussels sprouts mm-hmm. and uh, all my uh, oh cabbages and. Uh, the broccoli's long gone, uh, but uh, carrots and things like that that you that you let sit in the garden a long time, and uh, they're just kind of taking advantage of the high fertility. Oh no, Lord! The irrigation and uh, they've done a fine job of uh, pr- producing a. Are they in your onions? Actually, no. I've been I've been weeding the. Oh, onions. okay, good. Um, so and the onions are bulbing now. Oh, yeah, bit. gosh, and they look good. 
And we've, uh, they haven't fallen over yet, the tops? Uh, there were some, some that got blown on the wind, mm. the wind a bit, so I'm hoping that won't be uh, the end of a production. But we've, uh, we've done a pretty good job this year for the first time of uh, thinning them. Yeah. You know, using that, leaving six inches in between. Yeah, because they're good four and a half, uh, five inch bulbs. Yeah, and it surprises you how larger. quickly they'll uh, take advantage and start to, once they start that bulbing. Yeah. If you've been fertilizing. Right. When is it, Jerry, is it time on uh, our okra? Peppers? Can we get our peppers? Can we put our peppers in the garden yet? <laughs> well, I think so. Um, I, th- I, th- I think the soil, even though it, we have some cold snaps, I think the soil is warmed up uh, enough to do the okra and pepper. Uh, we, we, again, we, we talked about it yes- uh, yesterday that we still got some real grandy gold peppers out here. And uh this is this is the uh say, seed that we gathered last year and uh we gave them uh gave them to the grower and uh just a just a handful of seed and they these are the plants that came from that handful of seed. So and um, of course, Millburger bought the lion's share of, of the transplants. Does that mean they bought all of them? Yeah, most uh. of them. <laughs> we always have my old extension uh, 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 morals don't let let me sell them all. However, they have done that a few times. Well, I noticed in that in our articles yeah, they. Uh, for a while, especially earlier, early in our careers, in the ar- articles, they they didn't always the extension service didn't like it when we mentioned no, no. products. Mm-mm. But they got over that because it, it they just it is, gave up. I think. Yeah, I mean, it just it doesn't. It's really you're not given the full story if you, uh, especially if you got new products coming online. Yeah, or, you, know, you got. Uh, Timing is so important. You got you, you just got to kind of discuss yeah. the, the advantages of each each product, and uh, and we make sure the products are available to, from the and nursery. So, and now it doesn't matter because we're retired. But, no. <laughs> hey, let's take a quick break while we do. Just uh, sit back. Should people call in, Milton? I don't think they will. No, no, no oh. don't call in. Well, well, I almost you haven't given the phone number. <laughs> I know. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> All right, it's our Easter show from uh, broadcast. We were recording this earlier in the week for our broadcast today. We'll cover more topics and maybe even mix in some music in just a little while. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick, and this is 930 AM, The Answer. You're going tomatoes. Plan to come to the Top Tomato Contest June the 8th at Millburgers. There are big prizes for cherry and small tomatoes, regular and large tomatoes, and the biggest tomato by weight. Plus, every participant will get a $10 gift certificate to be used that day at Millburgers. For more information and rules, go to millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Thanks to everybody that came to Millburgers Big Fiesta Celebration. They had a great time and raised money for two important causes, the San Antonio Food Bank and the Salvation Army right here in San Antonio. So thank you for coming out and being a part of that big event. All right, we also want to tell you that if you want to get information about the events that are happening at Millburgers, what's on sale at Millburgers, get tips and tricks on what to grow and how to grow it, go to millburgernursery.com 
where you'll also learn about next Saturday's kids class called All About Bats. Kids are fascinated by bats. Let's face it, adults are fascinated by bats. They're so important to agriculture, to our, our environment, and you'll learn more about them at this class next Saturday. It's free to kids from 10 to 11, and all we ask is that you make a reservation by calling the nursery at 210-497-3760. From pop culture to politics, this is The Michael Medved Show. And another great day for this greatest nation on God's green earth. It is the end of an era, the era, I hope it's the end of an era, of obsessive attention to Robert Mueller and his report. I, uh, I do think it's very, very important for people to understand exactly what the report says. Now, obviously, I haven't had a chance to read all 400 pages, but let me share with you very directly in the same language that uh, Director Mueller used himself in summarizing his own conclusions. Now, there's been a lot of talk about, well, um, Barr, when he summarized the report a couple of weeks ago, he was actually not accurate. He actually, I believe, was extremely accurate here. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Hi, it's Mike Gallagher inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour through the land of Israel in December of 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll learn about the geopolitical, economic, and spiritual dynamics of one of the most fascinating places on earth. And you'll share experiences that will change how you view the world. Walk the ancient temple steps. Touch the Western Wall. Sail on the Sea of Galilee, pray on the Mount of Beatitudes. The list goes on. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. The 10-Day Stand with Israel Tour, December 2019. For details and to sign up, click on the Stand with Israel banner at 930amtheanswer.com. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation, and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottomline Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line 9.30 a.m. The Answer and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. And we're just talking to you. that We're recording this program earlier in the week. Uh, and uh, we have uh, just lots of great information that you'll enjoy. And uh, we'll tell you uh, that if you want more information on what's happening at the nursery, for instance, they're closed today, uh, you can go to millburgernursery.com, millburgernursery.com to get all that information. All right, so, so is there... Um 
their newsletter on the inter- on the internet too. They can mm-hmm. look uh, some really good articles there. There they can check out. And then of course you can always go and you should go to Plan Answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And you'll find that when we're talking about topics, a lot of times uh, we'll refer you to PlanAnswers.com because they're always uh, we always have a a follow up and more detail on each of those topics we talk about. Um, that you know thing, things like diagrams for pruning yeah. yeah how to prepare your tomato trans uh, your tomato plant for, for uh, the fruit to, yeah for the top for the, tomato for contest. the top tomato contest coming up june 8th at millburgers and that, we're having a june 8th mm-hmm. <laughs> well that's we that, are june that's 8th important. is the top tomato contest that's important too i i feel bad for people that uh, have these really nice tomatoes yeah and they don't follow the recommended procedure i mean they still get the the millburgers uh um, $10, $10 gift certificate. But if they uh, took a little, uh, had a little more knowledge about the, how to prepare those uh, fruits for display and everything, they, they'd have a very good chance of one of the big prizes. Yeah. yeah. They've got to leave the stems on. Yeah. But the stems have to be neatly cut. You, you, want, a, you want them like you were displaying them at the grocery store. And you want them all the same ripeness. And... And yeah. uniformity. I see. You know, that's that. The uniformity is a key. Because yeah. Sometimes people will say, "Well, this one the, of the three, this is the biggest, so we'll have it." Right. But then these other two are don't match. But they've got three that are perfect, <laughs> perfectly match and are good size. Yeah. Uh, Blemish free. That that that's the really the ones that win the, the prizes. Yeah, people people can't resist throwing that big one in though, Kevin. That's right. Now you've got to have three tomatoes, and they'll have two very uniform tomatoes, and then they got one big one. They put the big one in there. Yeah, or yeah, the oh, it's a uniformity. It's a different degree of uh, ripeness. Yeah. Now we've in some years we've had uh, you, you, if you have a. Uh, some years, three green tomatoes could win, but they're yeah. again, it's uniform, and it depends on the year because um, sometimes it's a little cooler to start the, the yeah. summer. Yeah. But there is one category where that big tomato is yeah doesn't have to be perfectly shaped or anything. Doesn't even have to be pretty. Just to be heavy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll read you the. Uh, the there are two divisions. There's cherry and smaller tomatoes. And in those, the entries must include a minimum of six tomatoes. Division number two. With stem attached. Yes. Thank you. With uh, uh, division number two is regular tomatoes. Entries must include a minimum of three marketable tomatoes. Uh, Stems should be left on approximately a half inch in length, green and fresh on the stems. Cherry tomatoes can still be on the vine. (laughs) <laughs> All tomatoes should be uniform in size, color, shape, and maturity. There you go. Color of maturity and ripeness depends on the variety from green to ripe red. Right. Let's see. Um, green wrap, yeah. The uh, prizes. <clears throat> First place in each division uh, is $75 gift certificate to Millburgers. What? Yep. $75 gift certificate. On each category? Each division, huh? Wow. So if you if you get first place in the cherry or smaller, you get a $75 gift certificate. Or if you get first place in regular tomato, you get a $75 gift certificate. Second place is a $50 gift certificate. Okay. A biggest tomato by weight gets a $100 Millburgers Whoa. gift certificate. I know. <laughs> and the best of show champion 
which is chosen from the uh, the winners of uh, the first two, yeah. uh, gets an additional fifty dollar gift certificate. Wow! In addition to the division prize, yeah. So there's that's one. Good, that's good there's, money. There's, no, there's, there's, there's good. one category too that kind of misses the. That's uh, kind of could be a, a, a good way for somebody to gain a prize, and that's that uh, the other other vegetable category. Yeah, the salad bowl. Salad bowl. So that would be that's a display. Mm -hmm. And this year, a lot of years we say, well, what's what's ripe or what what is available in the garden? Sometimes the thin thin pickings, but this year, uh, well, it might be the other way around. It might be (laughs) true. Everything might be overripe by then too. So you can't have tomatoes in there either. No, yeah, no tomatoes. So peppers. Are generally a key. Yeah, peppers are good. Green beans, onions, onions. Yeah, the onions. Onions are pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, so potatoes. Mm-hmm. There yeah. you go. Potatoes, June. Yeah. Bring a bowl filled with your best vegetables picked fresh from your garden, but do not include tomatoes. The best display of non-tomato veggies will win a fifty-dollar Millburgers gift certificate. You know what I think? We'll uh, let's see. The, no, that's a whole month. Uh, I was thinking that the. Uh, <laughs> Oh, the Swiss chard might make it. I think yeah. the rutabagas will still make it, won't they? They might. <laughs> if rutabaga, That's immediate disqualification. Yeah, Swiss, Swiss chard is, is glow-in-the-dark ye- yellow and uh-huh. pink and orange and red. And then there's this dull as a volleyball. Uh, yeah, and just about as large, if not larger. <laughs> yeah. The first medicine Maybe balls could, I found you know, out were actually. Carve it, carve it up. Yeah, you could. Oh, that'd be cool. You could have a rutabaga carving Carved kind of. Rutabaga. Yeah. Oh, that'd be neat. Next year, we're doing that. Um, and uh, just for coming out and entering uh, Salad Bowl or Tomato, Millburgers is going to thank you with a $10 gift certificate to the nursery to be used that day. So all these de- details are at MillburgerNursery.com. Again, MillburgerNursery.com. But we'll keep talking about it. But yeah, yeah so it's, I'll put it on Plant Answers cool. when you get closer yeah, on so, the front page. And I think tomorrow we're having the rutabaga. Uh-oh. I, really? I, I did bring it I'm to the people. I'm sorry about that. They, uh, did they know it, what, even what it was? No. Their eyes got huge. It's uh. like, what the? And, yeah, they're like, I don't, what do you want us to do with that? Well, uh. this is a rutabaga. You just, you know how to fix it, right? Uh. No. Uh, so we uh, we went ahead and. Did you, did you help them chunk it? No, no, no. Uh, Laura and I are going to chunk it up and, okay, and cook good. it up with butter and stuff. Because that, that's always uh, discouraging when you. The peeling is relatively easy because everybody yeah. peel, peels beets and things like that, carrots even. Uh, but then when you uh, then when you try to chunk it, it's, it's a it's oh, a pretty yeah. dense, dense mass. It's dense. But uh, then you then you get it, you boil it and uh, <laughs> just mash it. Yeah. How many days do you boil it? Actually, it takes a, for that thing it would take a couple hours. <laughs> really? Well, it's a day. It's uh, it's, pretty, it's a pretty dense vegetable. But yeah. it's cubed. Okay, yeah. so doesn't uh, I'm I'm saying that because of uh, Judy yeah. mentioned that, and she says because I was saying, well, you know, I was smiling and saying that everybody liked the rutabagas, and and then I said, all you do is peel it, chunk it, and she says, and boil it for two hours. Uh. So, <laughs> the woman on the internet who was giving her recipe said it took her about 10 minutes of boiling for it to be done. Well, that seems kind of short. She might have a, you know, if you have enthusiasm for it, it might be reflected <laughs> in the shortest. Is it, like, so. is it like a potato? Do you know when it's done, when you, it softens? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. It's softened. Yeah. Like a, I like a potato, yeah. Irish potato. Now, you can eat it. I've been eating a lot of beets. That's, that's my favorite uh, from the garden, beet greens and beets. Um, now the, but the rutabagas can, you know, you can eat the little squares like you do with the beets, but they're, they're not sweet. They're pretty bland, the rutabagas. So you, you want to mm-hmm. mix it in some kind of recipe or have some kind of butter or something in there, too, with it. Yeah, I think you were talking to some uh, walk-up uh, question last week. And uh, did you, you didn't hear the the lady called in and was asking, will the beet greens get bitter as the beet gets bigger? No, I don't. I, th- I don't think the, so far. My beet greens haven't. The, what they do is though they get tattered. If you uh, you know the old, go long longer into the season into yeah. the just like that that rutabaga foliage was yeah had uh, aphids yeah. and things and it was just torn apart uh so far the beets haven't done that they're still looking pretty but i don't i do, i would expect it to get uh tattered and torn before you would uh get, get a strong. real uh, bitter taste from it now on the on the beets in the ground they can get pretty they can get pretty firm like the rutabagas yeah but that's what she was worried about yeah and they they flower right beets oh, yeah. in the spring Later yeah, on, I, I, I think they must. Yeah, I, they I just bolt. can't remember. Yeah, you, you know everything. The radishes, broccoli, and all that stuff. Flowers. Yeah, sure you does. remember that they're really showy, and the bees love them. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Butterflies like them even. That's a. That's really a, not not a problem to let them go to go to seed. The lettuce, Crawford lettuce is. Uh, <laughs> All over in. the Bayer County and uh, beyond, beyond is going to seed. Was that the white things I saw floating in the air at Milburn? No. Was Crawford reseeding lettuce? <laughs> no. <laughs> Between my blue curl and the Crawford lettuce, no. uh, <laughs> there won't be any anything any room for anything else naturalizing in my guy. <laughs> but I take that back. The larkspur, I guess, will always find its sp- space for itself, too. And lettuce should start bolting pretty, uh, flowering pretty soon. Mine is already seed. Yeah, I've got some that. I don't. I don't have any that are real young. Okay. I've got some that are completely released their seed, and I got some that are. Oh my goodness! Are in that before that stage. So. Yeah. If you want to collect the seed, uh, I think your buddy Steve Brown. He what he when it looks like cotton. Oh well, maybe if you don't know what the cotton looks like. Uh, when it looks l- like lint. L- looks like lint. There you go. But yeah, Steve used to just get a big, big yeah, sack and put yeah. it in there. You cut it, you cut it, you to cut it thin, and you put it in. He puts it upside down in a paper bag. I would bet. I didn't ask Steve this the other day when I was talking to him, but I would bet that he's got sacks of Crawford lettuce seed at, Is at home. Is that at yeah. home? <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure he'll he brought some with him. Yeah, they'll do good out there. If he doesn't, we can get him some seed. That's right. Uh, or maybe we'll drive by his house and throw him in the front yard. Now he he was ta- he called to talk about the fertilizer. Is it an issue if fertilizer uh, gets against the the tomato transplants? Yeah. And I said, yeah, it is. He <laughs> said, well, he 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 did that. So I said, well, well, let me get picky up a few more. And he said, no, I got. He had enough, <laughs> and he's doing a lot of traveling. So oh, okay. He probably had visions of me getting him. <laughs> Ten or twelve, like I used to uh, get them. Uh. Well, the, the uh, that's a, a 
problem when people are side dressing. A lot of people um, get it on, get it around the stems and everything. That's one of the reasons uh, we used to recommend this 30, 40 years ago uh, ammonium sulfate, uh, a fast remo re release, pure nitrogen source, and uh, to side dress with. Well, that's what your buddy Neil is. Yeah, still recommends. And it's fast release, so uh, if you do use one of those ammonium sulfate products, that it, you know why they don't use ammonium nitrate, Milton? That sounds familiar. Why don't they use? Because <laughs> they that's what, they quit selling it because uh, that's what they use. Boom! Yeah, that's what I thought. Huh. <laughs> I, th I think that's what blew up Texas City, wasn't it? Or well, wasn't it uh, the uh, the uh, I was thinking of Oklahoma, Oklahoma City? Yeah. Yeah, 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 that definitely was Oklahoma City. Huh? But anyway, they, we dropped back. Uh, that's a good product. Oh, really? To use on the on plants. No. Oh. But uh, we we justified using uh, ammonium sulfate. Uh, because it, uh, it's got this little bit of sulfur in it, and people think that helps uh, helps the lawn. Uh, Milberger's fertilizer has a little bit of, well, extra sulfur in it. Okay. And uh, they added that. Uh, and extra iron? Yeah, that's iron and sulfur. Okay. Uh, but anyway, they, uh, they've got a good fertilizer. Been on sale the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, and we re remind everybody... Maybe your lawn is not ready to get uh, fertilized yet because your your grass your re real grass has just started to grow. You want to mow it twice before you fertilize. It might be May first, might be a little bit afterwards. But uh, take advantage of the sale. Get that uh, slow release lawn fertilizer uh, because you'll use it. You use it on your lawn, and then uh, it's also uh, I think the best uh, fertilizer to use for vegetable garden oh, flowers. Yeah. yeah in the garden because half of it is quick release and half of it is slow release nitrogen uh so you get a you get a kind of a ma maintenance two to three months yeah works it works pretty good and then if you don't push it up against the plant then <laughs> well on the lawn I've, the I've never seen the i've never seen it burn the lawn not like the old days uh fertilizer yeah. it was relatively easy to burn the lawn with lawn fertilizer we're getting a lot of go ahead I heard you, you want take, take a break? breath over okay, there. Okay, so man. you hold you hold that. We're gonna we're getting a lot of, and we'll take a break and come back and find out more of what Was we're getting. Is that a tease? Of. That's what we call in the business a tease. Yes. You don't so, want to give the phone number yet. Two one zero. No. All right. No phone number today because the nursery is closed and we are at home. I'm hoping with our families. That's probably somebody at the station. They could call the person at the station. Just, just wish them a happy Easter at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. All right, we're going to take a break and come back in a moment. You're listening to the Easter edition. The nursery is closed today uh, with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Wick, and this is 9.30 a.m. Every participant will get a $10 gift certificate to be used that day at Millburgers. For more information and rules, go to millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com. 
Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Thanks to everybody that came to Millburgers Big Fiesta Celebration. They had a great time and raised money for two important causes, the San Antonio Food Bank and the Salvation Army right here in San Antonio. So thank you for coming out and being a part of that big event. All right. We also want to tell you that if you want to get information about the events that are happening at Millburgers, what's on sale at Millburgers, get tips and tricks on what to grow and how to grow it, go to millburgernursery.com where you'll also learn about next Saturday's kids class called All About Bats. Kids are fascinated by bats. Let's face it, adults are fascinated by bats. They're so important to agriculture, to our our environment, and you'll learn more about them at this class next Saturday. It's free to kids from 10 to 11, and all we ask is that you make a reservation by calling the nursery at 210-497-3760. 210-497-3760. Bill Wamsley here. The first thing you're going to have to learn is until you stop expecting the politicians or anyone else to change your life, your life isn't going to change. The only person who can change your life is you, but you need to know how. Listen to my show, The Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. The Del Wamsley Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. Have you noticed, as Rush Limbaugh did on his show Tuesday, that no one wants to speculate who might be responsible for the Notre Dame fire? The first word was it was a construction accident even before any investigation had begun. Are they trying to cover up something? The fact is, speculation is warranted given the large number of Catholic churches that have been burned and desecrated across France in recent years, even recent weeks. Jihadi groups are celebrating the fire. Are we supposed to think there's no connection? Can't the subject even be raised? Europe and the West have their heads in the sand. They refuse to take at face value what imams and Muslim media say about their goal of destroying the West, the Christian and Jewish faiths. Failure to defend oneself against this sort of thing only encourages our enemies and ensures the price to be paid will be far higher than if we addressed it now. Already, it may be too late for Europe. Will it be too late for the United States? It will be if we continue in denial and keep letting the enemy into our country. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. Investment advisory and insurance services are offered through Pax Financial Group. This is Larry Elder, and I'd like you to imagine transitioning into retirement knowing that you will not outlive your money, knowing that you'll have time to spend with your grandchildren, and knowing you'll end up leaving this world better than you found it. The team at Pax Financial Group knows retirement is more than just your investments. It is your life. And that is why Pax Financial Group uses a process called Pivot Retirement Planning that specifically focuses on helping us in middle America have an effective transition into the next chapter of life. Don't leave town. Retire right here in San Antonio. And with a final thought, I pivot to the CEO of Pax Financial Group, Daryl Lyons. When I was in D.C. and met with Larry, we both knew there aren't any breaks coming from Washington. We at Pax Financial Group do want to help you pivot like we have for so many. Call us today and learn more at PaxFinancialGroup.com. Pax Financial Group, investing in your life. 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, and uh, your ears, because uh, normally I say your questions, but we're going to just let you listen and enjoy the show today. Uh, the nursery's closed. 
Uh, Millburgers wishes you and your family a very safe and happy Easter. Uh, and they've let the employees off so they can enjoy Easter with their families, too. And uh, so we hope you came out yesterday and had a good time at the uh, Fiesta yeah. celebration. And uh, hopefully we saw you there. That was uh, good. A lot of food. Yeah. So uh, to find out what's happening at Millburgers, like the Top Tomato Contest, or Calvin's going to be there in May doing uh, some stuff on the Butterfly, butterfly Garden. Yeah, we're going to do like we did last year. Kind of kind of the same idea of the, the Rose Society, you know, where they're they're available to answer questions about the topic so you can bring up whatever question you want we'll have some handouts technical handouts yeah that you can use um and some of the some of the milberger's team i think will help me out and they are real knowledgeable and and help with the certified butterfly garden but we'll be available from ten thirty until the radio show starts at noon and then again after the radio show will be another hour available to answer questions even during the radio show i think yeah uh, claudette and roger will probably be around yeah so that's uh a lot lots of good information you check out the the garden the thing we talk about uh, the certified butterfly garden is shows you how you can have a beautiful landscape feature and also have everything you need to have maximum maximize butterfly uh, uh attraction to your property but also maximize uh, producing butterflies, you know, because uh, you need you need milkweeds in there for the monarchs so that they can lay their eggs. That's the only thing they lay their eggs on. Uh, passion vine, Gulf fritillaries, that's yeah. all. They'll lay their eggs. Uh, p- parsley and dill and <laughs> all the, uh, the uh, fennel, uh, <laughs> the black swallowtails. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it'll be it'll yeah, it'll be, be be fun. Bring your questions, uh, and uh, we'll what, see if we can answer them. What's that date? Uh, hang on, the eleventh, I think. I think so, May eleventh. May eleventh. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'll, I'll double check. But uh, yeah, and then so what? Who certifies that it's a certified butterfly? Uh, there's a couple of national organizations. It uh, is May eleventh. Yeah, a couple of okay. uh, national yeah. organizations, and I, I think uh, Milberg has got two certifications. That, wow. And I can't remember, but the certification involves uh, got to have um, you know basically twelve months of nectar. Hmm. Now, of course, that doesn't work in Minnesota, but it doesn't. <laughs> but the other thing is, you got to have a combination of native plants, and you can have some exotics too. Some of our favorite exotics, I think, a lot of folks out there that are interested in butterflies, just like I am, love the love. Paul Cox's Porter weed. Yeah. Even though we made fun of Paul for yeah. years. <laughs> for years. But it's uh it's a fun. <laughs> so it's an exotic plant, a tropical plant, but uh really has interesting blooms, different blooms, small flowers, but Yeah. Uh, Jerry Jerry uh, <laughs> checked them out a little bit and the and the, the idea or the theory is that the the reason they're so attractive to butterflies and hummingbirds is that the nectar is so potent. Yeah. Hmm. It's like uh getting a a double whiskey at the tavern. Huh? Wait a minute. Yeah, I don't know what that's like. I have no idea. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> the uh, uh, what's neat is that red one. That little red yeah, one. That, that, uh, that's my favorite too. Yeah, it's the dwarf red. It's it's it's, uh, it's more compact and uh, shows off those one yeah. one flower stems that it has. Yeah, and the the, the blue, the regular size blue, is a is a real nice one too. They're a big, big coral. Uh, 
Last, last year, was uh, there was such a demand for porter weed that they, they brought in every kind of porter weed there was. Mm-hmm. And one of them was that big coral. I planted it in a half whiskey barrel. It grew about five feet. Oh, wow. Gosh. Never did anything. Never <laughs> bloomed. Never bloomed. Never bloomed. Finally, I got the, the blue and the red that finally were available on the market. And then one day, the coral decided to, uh. to bloom. And it was unbelievable. It was like, a, you know, a big Christmas tree in the center of the... Yeah, the garden and uh, really attracted the all, all of the. Uh, did it do nectar. one bloom at a time, like the others do? Yeah, it did, but it didn't. It, it was just really thick, uh, spectacular, but it was off and on. Oh, okay. so it was short. The total bloom period was much shorter than the the, the oh, red okay. and the blue. Hmm. So anyway, that it's an interesting. I, I uh, when I write about them, I I talk about the all star butterfly plants. And then I say the weirdest plant is the porterweed in your garden. (laughs) So if you want something a little different, that try it out. The other ones, Mistflower, Milberger's has the Greg's Mistflower, and they're blooming now. That probably, um, Jerry and I argue a little bit about this. Uh, A lot of people think that that's the one uh, that's most most likely, uh, probably most attractive to the plants. The tropical butterflies. Yeah. Because they, you know, they just cover. They'll cover it, monarchs, queens, whatever is there. Oh yeah, that though. And I and I, Miss I Flower. argue that the zinnias, uh, if it's not as good as the misflower, is pretty close. Uh, zinnias, uh, and then they have the added attraction, of course, that the cut flower, good cut flowers, and the seeds are attractive to, uh, um, to the seed eaters, the goldfinches, the, the yeah. cardinals, and everything too. Um, they also are zinnias are real attractive to hummingbirds. But yeah, the, the, doesn't that reseed? The zinnias? No, the misflower. Misflower doesn't doesn't really reseed, but it spreads. Oh. Yeah, so you can, it'll take over as much territory as you as you allow it. Yeah, you you know, you know that was named after Greg. Oh that's wow, Greg's misflower. I don't think that's the same. He didn't spell his name <laughs> in the same way. <laughs> Uh, because it's so invasive, is oh. what I always say. So if you invite Greg over, <laughs> he's just going to spread out and never leave. So to buy up all, take off all the garden. Oh, trees. okay. Well, there's a warning in that plant. Yeah, yeah. There you go. and we'll have a we'll have a list. We'll have a, a, a complete list of plants you can use, and we recommend you have twelve months of nectar plants and uh, lots of choices. Of course, lantanas and salvias mm-hmm. are always. Can, choices too. can people get their own garden certified? Oh, yes. Oh, how cool is that? That is neat. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have a certified butterfly garden at no, home? No, I don't. Oh, <laughs> You don't want to get your certified, or do you have a butterfly garden? I, no, I never... Uh, you just <laughs> never thought about that. No, huh? yeah, I don't... Yeah, I don't. I, I kind of think it's cool that Milberger's does. Yeah. I wonder but, what uh, you have to do to get it certified. Oh, you you fill out. I, I did you fill out a form. Yeah, I did. Ha- I did help fill out the form. Oh, okay. For Milburgers, and uh, the Milburgers one is nice too because we see people taking pictures in it, and or uh, there's uh, the bench there, so you can just kind of sit and enjoy uh-huh. a little bit of kind of an. I mean, the nursery is beautiful, but this is kind of this little oasis of uh, uh, island of uh, plants and butterflies and wildlife and stuff like well, that. Well, that's what's so so cool. About if you learn about gardening, you can you can have a manicured landscape if you want, but you can also have a beautiful landscape, almost manicured, and uh, have a have a center for uh, butterflies and other well, 
wild, uh, wild water, wildlife. Wildlife. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, just neat. Um, one 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 downside on the butterfly color. What? They took down my pyracantha out of that tree. Oh. You remember that pyracantha used to we used to watch all the time with the yeah. old red beard. Yeah. And I I I watched one. Um, oh, so they wouldn't shade the. Yeah, yeah. Certified butterfly guard. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I I watched one. Uh, uh, I watched several that have grown in the top of uh, cedar trees or uh, juniper trees. And uh, I always I was talked about the berries on them, the, the big red berries on them, many times. And uh, I think last week I was telling you that those berries disappeared overnight. The berries disappeared overnight. No. But now, that thing is blooming its brains out. Huh. Mm. You know my it, my my son-in-law, who drives down the same road uh, that I do, asked me what that was. I mean, it was blooming so pretty. Huh. I never realized Pyrocantha had yeah. that uh, impressive you know, blooms. It surprised me this year. My uh, my Pyrocantha has not got, the birds have not eaten it. The cedar waxwings have, were here and de- dealt with the ligustrum mm. and uh, some of the other plants, but they did not. And so it's starting to bloom, and there's kind of a mix. It's not, oh, near, okay. there's not nearly as much bloom when it's still floated with yeah, berries. Yeah, right. You know, there is another. There's a there. There is a bit of a limitation if you're into butterflies. You know, I've got uh, five or six plums and peaches, mm-hmm. and I I have a tendency to plant porterweed and things underneath them. Mm-hmm. So I have not sprayed my fruit this year. I'm gonna. Oh. I'm taking a chance that I'll have scarred. Uh, He's been converted, Milton. Yeah. <laughs> Because an old peach grower. Now, yeah. some, now, some things you can, you know, if you you do your broccoli with with BT and uh, you do some, oh, what we were talking about. Uh, Cabbage and ca- stuff Yeah, things like that. with uh, spinosad. Yeah. But, it, but it's hard to uh, have it when you have a general spray that's as big as a peach tree, plus you've got other plants so close that are loaded with blooms and everything. You, you, you do better if you, uh, if you, don't, if you don't spray it. But that's one of the topics we'll talk, we'll talk about, too. <laughs> well, especially for a uh, peach grower. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But, my, uh, but, you know, that those worms, <laughs> that's what I used to tell people. Some years you have a lot of worms. Peach cuculeo is the worm. And uh, some years you hardly have any. I uh, haven't seen stink bugs yet. That's the thing I worry about. Oh, yeah, yeah. They are tough. Did, uh, have you seen the... Uh, Cucumber beetles eating fall, I, eating the blooms? No, I didn't see cucumber beetles. You know, they ate them bad last year. Yeah. Now, what I did see, though, I saw the um, the the stink bug on the uh, blackberries down in my Oh, yeah. Vegetable oh, garden. knows about those. Yeah. Blackberry bitter bugs, right? Yeah, Milton? uh-huh. <laughs> Let's go ahead and give these to your mom. Yeah, that'd be nice. She'll enjoy these. But yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, you, gave, you, know, uh, you never fell for that, I don't think. No. Did, gave, didn't I make you eat one to uh, taste the bitter bug? I th- oh. No, he had me. I tried them. Yeah. <laughs> but even even I found them a little bitter. Oh, oh yeah. There, if you eat a blackberry yeah. and it's got a bitter taste, not necessarily a sour taste, but okay. a bitter taste, 
That's because those leaf-footed bugs or stink bugs have been on the blackberries, sucking them. Hmm. And, and, and even if you wash them, yeah. you still have that bitterness. On you them. can oh. try to soak them, but you still get a lingering. I don't know if it's your imagination or what. No, you can taste that yeah. bitterness. No, Jerry gave me a nice plastic container <laughs> full of blackberries and bitter bugs. <laughs> the whole thing was moving. Was, uh, would you, why don't you just share these with your mama? There's more chance that they're going to taste good if you do get the bugs out of there. Yeah. <laughs> it was part of my uh, Milton education uh, series. I think, do I remember correctly that Memorial Day was the day, so we're going to come up with that you pick the blackberries are done by Memorial Day? Or do you plant them more? Oh, no, they, yeah, they should be done. They should be done. They're, they're there was something about June. Okay. The, the plants get cut down by June. Okay, there was something that happened on Memorial Day with the blackberries. Yeah, well, May is the month of production. Mine yeah, are, yeah. Mine have small fruit. I planted some new, after years of uh, blackberries, I cut them all, took, took them all out for a few years, but then a cherry and his, uh, was it the Choctaw? Chocawa. Kiowa that he likes, so I've got planted three in there, and they they look pretty good. Yeah, they're good. That's a good berry, and uh, unfortunately, it's hard to find the plants. Oh, really? Anymore? Oh. Yeah. But they uh, they got big berries, and they're sweeter. They that, turn sweeter faster than brazos. Yeah, that's always the key on blackberries. If you're used to coming from raspberry country. Oh, yeah. Why in the world would anybody want to <laughs> sour blackberries? But and, uh, and blackberries are so good in recipes. And You don't describe the picking process as very pleasant either for the blackberries. Well, it can be, yeah. It's, you, you're you going to get stuck the with the thorns. Yeah. Sure. You pick them, pick them with a, with a uh, shovel or a rake. In other words, you lift the vines up, the berries hang down. Oh. And so you get a shovel or something. And if you got a friend helping you, yeah, you want to make sure they're a friend because you don't want them dropping that thorny vine on you. Now, yeah. uh, have them pick pick the plant up or the uh, uh, stems you, up. I do, you know, you will end up with uh, these. You have wounds all over you. <laughs> if you got roses and blackberries, you're yeah. gonna end up with these uh, cuts like I have. Oh. And so people say, "Well, I'll just plant the thornless ones." Yeah. Well. That that, course, does, that doesn't work out. Well. They're nice if you don't need if you don't want berries. Uh, <laughs> one year, yeah. So I I put up with the thorns and stick with Kiowa and uh, even I guess you could still good, put yeah. put Brazos out there. Hey, we're going to take another break and get you caught up with the news and uh, everything. So uh, you haven't we, given the number yet, Mel. I have not. I'm doing well. Well, I've gone a whole hour. Well. <laughs> Without giving the number. So uh, you can't call us today because if you want to call the studio and wish the studio engineer a uh, happy Easter, you can do that. I think it should be Ashley today. So you can call her and wish her. And last week was her birthday. So you can call and wish you know, Ashley. You're making her work today? Yeah. We're making her work. Oh, man. 210 308 must be the newbie. 67. Yep, I'm afraid so. <laughs> yeah, when Ashley gets as old as we are, though, you feel yeah. lucky if you get to work. When you're yeah. <laughs> so we'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick. And we'll be right back after this on 930 AM. This is The Answer. Happy Easter from all of us at 9.30 a.m. The Answer, KLUP, Terrell Hill, San Antonio, a service of Salem Media Group. Group has claimed responsibility for the bombings or several smaller ones that took place across the country this morning. Pope Francis has denounced the, quote, cruel violence of the Easter Sunday slaughter in Sri Lanka 
as he celebrates the most joyful moment on the Christian liturgical calendar, Francis lamenting the bloodshed and political violence afflicting many parts of the world in his traditional post-Easter Mass speech. The president weighed in on the attacks, too. President Trump tweets condolences and that the people of the United States stand ready to help following several church and hotel bombings in Sri Lanka. He also tweeted, Happy Easter, adding, I have never been happier or more content because your country is doing so well. In other tweets, Trump attacked special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation, including calling Mueller's report nothing but a total hit job. The president, First Lady Melania Trump, and his daughter Tiffany attended service at Bethesda-by-the-Sea, the same Episcopalian church near his Florida estate where he and the First Lady were married. I'm Tim McGuire. An exit poll from Ukraine's presidential election is giving comedian Vladimir Zelensky a commanding lead over incumbent Petro Poroshenko. Results from the exit poll released after voting stations closed show Zelensky with 73% of the vote, Poroshenko 25. More on these stories at townhall.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Show. A reminder, if you've just tuned in, Mill Burgers is closed today. We're recording this a, a few days early, uh, so uh, if we say something like we, you know, we have just got rain or we haven't gotten a rain or something, <laughs> uh, and suddenly on Wednesday we get lots of rain, you'll, yeah. you'll forgive us, uh, we hope. So, uh, But yeah, the nursery's closed today. Mill Burgers wants to wish you and your family a very happy Easter. And uh, But we're just going to talk about different things that affect your gardening world. Um, we talked about the butterfly garden, tomatoes, blackberries. Uh, and, the art- and, and whenever you want music, you just tell me, Calvin. i got music ready. Really? Yeah, you just tell me when you want it. Oh, well, let's do it. Okay, well, just hold on. Which, huh? Do you want to? Do we want to talk about that? Uh, we, we had the, uh, the article yesterday that we talked about that had uh, Whopper Begonia yeah. and, and that the uh, new... Uh, this, it's not a new Celosia, but it's a new uh, Texas superstar. It uh, has been identified. Oh, right up. Yeah, and it, what, what's it called again? New. Risk. New, there was look. new, new looks. look. New look. There was new look scarlet, he said, and new look red or something yeah. like that. And it's yeah. got but red, they're the same it's got thing. red uh, <laughs> combs, you know, coxcomb on a, on a maroon foliage. So it's yeah. kind of striking. And the, the claim... The Texas Superstar team says that the thing makes it through the summer. Yeah. Which is, uh, is a little, on most celosias, they don't make it through the summer. They do great in the first of the, first part of summer, but get get into our July and August and September, mm-hmm. they don't make it. But supposedly this one does. Uh, I don't know if it comes back from seed or not. I don't know either. You I know, had the, uh, the San Antonio celosia that we selected years ago uh would come back from seed and make a good uh celosa uh makes a good uh uh cut flower uh, uh, not cut flower dried flower mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people uh, pick, uh cut them off and uh, hang them upside down 
One of, one of the issues I always had was the uh, the most striking, the largest combs or f- plumes yeah. were always most susceptible to wind and rain mm. down. Oh, yeah. Knocking them down. The brains. They call them, a lot of people call them the brains. It sort the of brains? look that way. Yeah, you know, the the that yeah. heavy cluster. Yeah. Coxcomb, the, the, yeah. This new look, Solosia, is uh, more like the original Solosia. Uh, um, I mean, the the, the uh, flowers are, are uh, colorful parts of the of the plant are separate. And so but they the, don't make that big brain yeah. celosia like they used to. Well, I, don't, I, I have to admit that the celosia uh, that are generally available on the market are not my favorite. They're kind of... No. Yeah, they're kind of sparse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> disciplined soldiers, but uh, they just don't have the personality uh, mm. that, that these uh, this new one has. You might want to watch for that. That should be at Milberger's... Uh, Oh, it is at Milburgh yeah. already. Yeah, <laughs> out there. Uh, They've already had some yesterday. Yeah. And Whopper begonia. Uh, that's another one, Jerry. That uh, you reminded me of. That we need to. The thing gets so big, it's, it's really showy. If you like semperflorin begonias, this one has got all the good characteristics, but it's uh, twice as large. The leaves are twice as large, and the blooms are. Um, but you gotta you you probably are uh, you get much more use out of it if you kind of trim it back sometime in uh, mm. midsummer, so that it can. Uh, otherwise, it gets so big and gets um, in the, uh, it's br- uh, brittle that in the wind and things it'll break or fall uh, rainstorms it'll break. So you kind of cut it back, but. Uh, this this one came back. Mine came back uh, this spring. Now after that, uh, the severe winter we had died back. I didn't think any of them would be coming back. But if uh, you cut it back, what can you do with the cuttings? <laughs> well, uh. we since since we're trying to sell plants, yeah. I, you know, that, uh, that they root they're one really of the easily. easiest. Yeah, one of the easiest things to root. If you want to make make new plants, you could put them out in a in a flower bed somewhere. That's right. Or if you got, you know, put you got one plant in the well. I've got some in half whiskey barrels, and you can just put three or four. Yeah, uh, in there and fill that thing up. And you said you didn't even need to use the root hormone, or the. Uh, I don't think it's necessary. They root faster. Oh, if the you do the hormone. But uh, yeah, that's a <laughs> that that, that's, that plant is is like uh, like African violets. Okay. Uh, people, you know, you break break a leaf off of an African violet, it root. Oh wow! And produce another plant. Well, and that's and, why and so that's, many people have they yeah, grow yeah. African violets have to go to therapy. <laughs> And, you, and have to build a addition yeah. onto their house <laughs> yeah, to grow right. the plants there. I'm sorry, husband. You'll have to move out. I yeah. gotta make <laughs> take over your room, your Either office for the uh, African violets. <laughs> and the the African violet people a lot of times are uh, get into trouble for buying grow lights. 
Oh. A lot of grow lights for the African violet. What does that mean? Is there something perverted about that? No, they think they're growing marijuana. Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It's only. Yeah, and that's the reason that you're, those of you listening today, uh, that's why your African violet never blooms. Because it's not getting enough light. Oh. How is everybody's phalaenopsis doing? <laughs> Are they all blooming? Well, I don't know. If, if you got bought one... Uh, you said it would go to Mother's month Day. month or so. Yeah. They'll, they'll still be blooming. Those yeah. blooms will still be open. You know, another thing that we mentioned in the article yesterday was Cosmos. And uh, we're, uh, we're also t- telling people, you know, you've... We've had a wonderful wildflower season this year. Some of them are still blooming, but you got to uh, leave those uh, seed pods to develop and the seeds yeah. on your. The, this is the year. This is the period of ugliness. Yeah, the of ugly, ugly period. No. So the, the plants are uh, look dead, and the seeds are still green. So you got to leave them on there. One, one strategy brown. doesn't always work, but uh, does work pretty well. Is uh, spread some cosmos seed out there for uh, yeah, and now there's cosmos all different colors, but the ones that do best in the wildflower situation are the gold and the yellow. Yeah, yeah, and they'll reseed all um, all summer. They'll take the you know if we get a little bit of rain, they'll they'll. They'll come back, and they um, don't get too big, uh, which makes them better. They you can make them use them for cut flowers too. The they're good butterfly plant. Oh yeah. Too plus they they kind of uh, camouflage the uh, the ugly other wildflowers <laughs> that are trying to develop their seed. Um, so it's worth worth a try. Now a lot that, of people grow them in their garden in oh, the garden yeah. too, but. Uh, you, you might want to try them out, out there in the. You can get them transplants too. Mm-hmm. Try, try them in your wildflowers. You see if if you can't uh, delay the complaints about the. Why are you letting those weeds out there just grow? Now, Calvin, the problem with that idea is. Yes. There's a period of ugliness with cosmos. I was kind I, of. I mean, before they start blooming. Oh yeah, well you're waiting for them to. Grow. Yeah. But once they. Once they start blooming, yeah, it's a little bit like uh, zinnias too. Once they yeah. start dropping seed, you, it's a continuous process. Yeah, yeah. one one thing about the cosmos is they don't bloom all at once, like zinnia, and so, um, like you say, the they bloom and have a little seed seed cluster of seed, and then you'll have other blooms come along. Now, the, one of the problems is that they, they're they uh, cold-sensitive, so you generally don't get the seed right. coming back every every uh, spring like the right. other wildflowers. But um, they're, they're worthy of uh, giving a try. Now, I, I've had better luck in poor soils than, yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, the fertilizing... And, in, wa- in the, and wa- the raised, watering them. Yeah, in the raised bed garden, they just kind of <laughs> they grow flopping big and all, all over. over. Yeah. <laughs> They're not a disciplined plant. Mm. So, 
But, we, you know, we were back when we were talking water conservation. Uh, that's about the only wildflower that you can grow in the summer. Summer heat with a little bit of water, with less water. And, uh, but I've grown them in my backyard. And there, there's a period of, of ugliness before they really? start blooming pretty. And uh, I had a lot of criticism mm -hmm. from the neighbors thinking I had weeds out there. Uh -huh. But then when they start blooming, we were okay. They were taking pictures. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. That's great. But uh, that's, that's the problem with wildflowers. Oh, they well, all have a period of. Yeah, do you remember the? Was it Frost Bank that uh, had the big? Created the big wildflower garden in downtown, and it was a, like a, a block. <laughs> and uh, well, and that lasted about two years of, mm -hmm. because of the pe people just couldn't tolerate the. the, <laughs> the ugly. ugly. Oh. Yeah. So they, you know, they modify. I can't even. Can't remember exactly what is there now, but how uh, long is the ugly period? <laughs> well, it's a long time because yeah. think of blue bonnets. How long do they bloom? Yeah, and then you get well, you could mow. I guess you can mow end of June. Mm -hmm. So then you could at least mow, have it mowed down, <laughs> and if you got your cosmos in. Before the blue bonnets had to be mowed, then you might have some blooms there, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard it's, to juggle. Yeah, mm. it gets to be a, you know, you think of wildflowers as easy; they take care of themselves, but then managing them is uh, is not not easy for a gardener. Getting back to the celosia, uh it says, I'm, re I'm reading the release of the Texas Superstar release, and it said, uh, the plant and its flowers tolerate light shade and dry conditions when established, when established and will stand up into the Texas summer much better than other celosias of this type. So that's, that's a good one to try. We'll have to see that, yeah, see if yeah. that works. You know what? You know what take, took the celosia off the market. Hmm. I mean, uh, out of favor is is they developed a dwarf. The 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 celosia that most people all different colors. Yeah. The nursery. They look sale. like they look like little plastic. Yeah, and they uh, they developed a dwarf, which uh, when they grew transplants of them. If they if they aged them, in other words, they they sell them with the celosia bloom on them, or uh, you know what the seed is, and it stunts the plant, and they never grow out of that little little stage. Now this one won't have, won't be that way. Yeah, this one looks like a real. Yeah, old-fashioned flower. Did you, have you planted some already? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Millbury's Mil just got them this week. Yeah, and they're they had some earlier, but they sold out. Will they be like? So we brought some home from Alabama, 
that my yeah, in-laws were that's, growing. That's the San Antonio Celosi that we chose. Oh, it is. Wow, because they're they're hardy and they'll volunteer. Yeah, and they're, they're, yeah. Suddenly, you forget that you planted them last year, <laughs> and then they come up, and you're like, "Oh, what is that? Oh my goodness, what that? Yeah." And the pretty, prettiest ones I've ever seen. Uh, we grew them in Tennessee all the time. Uh, was. Uh, and we we grew the one that had the brain mm-hmm. head on it. Uh, was growing in uh, two inches of dust. Once they get established, they're tough. Huh. It's a pigweed. Oh, really? The, the, the Ancelosis pigweed? Same genus, species? Could be. I don't know. I think so. Yeah. I was thinking that there. You know how pigweeds grow in yeah. dry conditions. I have to trust you. I, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have pigweed trying to take over <laughs> your yard? I don't think. Do you I, have uh, pigweed trying to take over well, your the, yard? You know, that's <laughs> some. This year we didn't have much. Mm-mm. Or was it last fall? Last fall we did have. Yeah, yeah. we had some fall yeah. last fall. But I was just thinking in the the year of the weed. <laughs> That uh, wouldn't, but I, uh, generally I think it is uh, late fall and, and yeah. Uh, some people are allergic winter. to the pollen. Yeah, it, uh, and also you get. I don't know some people uh, when we've talked to people about them trying to f- identify what it is, and they get a reaction from the, yeah. the plant too. Well, and it's they it's it. scratchy. Yeah, it's scratchy. It is. Uh, birds eat it. But it, uh, gosh, it's a hard, uh, it's a hard weed. It's you can't hardly pull it out once right. it gets large. Taproot, got a taproot. Yeah. Hmm. All right, we're gonna get ready. You could to, grow that, Milton. I could grow pigweed. Yeah. I, I tell you, y'all were talking about the whopper. I bet you pergonias. could grow pigweed. I bet you couldn't even kill it. Oh, well, no, don't don't challenge me. But the whopper begonias that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, they're. I hate to say it like this because. I don't want people to mistreat them, but they're very forgiving. Yeah. They, uh, you know, you forget to water for a while or they drop or they get beat up and just give them a little time and they'll, I mean, I don't treat things well. No. So if they do well really? in my, yes, they this do well in my a, yard. Well, and I think, I think it's, if you, uh, you get fascinated by how big they develop and the, all the parts are big, but I, I think they're more attractive in the perform better if you do a little picking, yeah, picking at them, them back. and cutting yeah. them back and things. And so. then stick them in the soil. There you go. Okay. Um, all right. So we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Easter show of Millburgers Gardening South Texas. The nursery's closed today. It's open again tomorrow, Monday. Uh, so uh, you can come on by and if we've encouraged you to, to do some shopping or get some plants uh, like we were talking about the uh, Celosia. Did I say that right? Yeah. Uh, scarlet or red? What's it's, it? It's called um, New Look. New Look. New Look All right, you could get that at the nursery. And and some some people think that the plume the uh, plumes, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what they call those? That's what I call them, plumes. Okay. Or maroon milk. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. So. The, you know, there just aren't any burnt orange plants. I don't understand why. All right, we're going to take God thing, <laughs> God made the sunset burnt orange. You know, you think. 
All right. We're going to take a break and come back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Forrest has now turned off his radio. And uh, we're going to take a break and come back in a moment with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. Are we going to hear some Acer? Yeah, you get, to, you get to pick the tunes next break. So okay. back after this on 930 AM, The Answer. 930 AM, The Answer. If you're growing tomatoes, plan to come to the Top Tomato Contest June the 8th at Millburgers. There are big prizes for cherry and small tomatoes, regular and large tomatoes, and the biggest tomato by weight. Plus, every participant will get a $10 gift certificate to be used that day at Millburgers. For more information and rules, go to millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Thanks to everybody that came to Millburgers Big Fiesta Celebration. They had a great time and raised money for two important causes, the San Antonio Food Bank and the Salvation Army right here in San Antonio. So thank you for coming out and being a part of that big event. All right, we also want to tell you that if you want to get information about the events that are happening at Millburgers, what's on sale at Millburgers, get tips and tricks on what to grow and how to grow it, Go to MillburgerNursery.com, where you'll also learn about next Saturday's kids' class called All About Bats. Kids are fascinated by bats. Let's face it, adults are fascinated by bats. They're so important to agriculture, to our, our environment, and you'll learn more about them at this class next Saturday. It's free to kids from 10 to 11, and all we ask is that you make a reservation by calling the nursery at 210-497-3760. 210-497-3760. The largest multifamily bus tour in the country is coming to Houston Friday, April 26th. Join Del Walmsley, national radio host, CEO, and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited and his top team of investors, realtors, and expert educators. Ride your way to triple-digit returns. Go to multifamilymasterstore.com. Gain one-on-one access to industry experts, realtors, lenders, property and asset managers, apartment owners, national real estate syndicators, and trade professionals. Get the only bus ticket worth millions at multifamilymasterstore.com. And as a bonus, Masters Tour tickets include tickets to the Wealth and Passive Income Expo Saturday, April 27th. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Hi, it's Mike Gallagher inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour through the land of Israel in December of 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll learn about the geopolitical, economic, and spiritual dynamics of one of the most fascinating places on earth. And you'll share experiences that will change how you view the world. Walk the ancient temple steps. Touch the Western Wall. Sail on the Sea of Galilee. Pray on the Mount of Beatitudes. The list goes on. Return home in Inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. The 10-Day Stand with Israel Tour, December 2019. For details and to sign up, click on the Stand with Israel banner at 930amtheanswer.com. If you're looking to buy or sell gold and silver in San Antonio, then come down and see us today at Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. We are proudly veteran-owned and operated and care deeply about professionalism and your privacy. I'm Tony Arterburn, and as owners of Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange, my wife Melissa and I buy all of our gold and silver coins and bullion direct from the trading floor to give you the most up-to-date pricing. And when it's time to sell your gold and silver items, we pay you top dollar. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange also accepts and deals in Bitcoin and major cryptocurrencies. Call or text us today for more info or to set an appointment. 888-667-1836. That's 888-667-1836. Or go to wisewolfgoldandsilver.com. From bullion to Bitcoin, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Sweet strawberry icing. 
You're in goodwill, and just past that vintage denim jacket you spot miniature donut earrings. You lean in. Ah, oh, that's the scent of shopping success. Because at Goodwill, every item you buy funds local job training and more. So bring home those donut earrings and bring home so much good to your community. Goodwill, bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. So we promised you music, but we kept talking, so that's okay. <laughs> so, Calvin, do you want to start with song? You get to pick. You get to play disc jockey. We got the, the, some of the Easter stuff up. So which one should we start off with? Well, what about Easter Parade? I can do that. Are, okay. are you, what, are, are you what are our other choices? Our other choices are Mr. Easter Bunny. <laughs> Peter Cottontail. I've heard of that one. Oh, Peter Cottontail? Yeah. Yeah. Or Mississippi Squirrel Revival. Oh, Lord. Uh -oh. Absolutely. You want to start what off with that? that? Yes. With well, it's kind of like a, well, a church. You got, you got church, <laughs> and um, it's kind of like a rabbit uh, yeah. that climbs trees and uh, has a, with a longer tail. Huh? It's definitely a, an energetic song, yeah. Yes. All right. So it's Ray Stevens, and we'll start off the uh, segment with Mississippi Squirrel Revival, one of Calvin's favorites right now on The Answer. <laughs> Every summer down to Mississippi to visit my granny and her antebellum world. I'd run barefooted all day long, climbing trees free as a song. And one day I happened to catch myself a squirrel. Well, I stuffed him down in an old shoebox and punched a couple holes in the top. When Sunday came, I snuck him into church. I was sitting way back in the very last pew, showing him to my good buddy Hugh, when that squirrel got loose and went totally berserk. Well, what happened next is hard to tell. Some thought it was heaven, others thought it was hell, but the fact that something was among us was plain to see. As the choir sang, I surrender all, the squirrel run up Harv Newland's coveralls, and Harv leaped to his feet and said, something's got a hold on me. Yow! The day the squirrel went berserk. In the first self-righteous church In that sleepy little town of Pascagoula It was a fight for survival That broke out in revival They were jumping pews and shouting Hallelujah! Well, Harv hit the aisles dancing and screaming Some thought he had religion, others thought he had a demon And Harv thought he had a weed eater loose in his fruit and blooms he fell to his knees to plead and beg And the squirrel ran out of his bitch's leg Unobserved to the other side of the room All the way down to the amen pew Where sat Sister Bertha better than you Who'd been watching all the commotion with sadistic glee But she, you should have seen the look in her eyes When that squirrel jumped her garters and crossed her thighs And she jumped to her feet and said Lord, have mercy on me as the squirrel made laps inside her dress, she began to cry and then to confess to sins that would make a sailor blush with shame. She told of gossip and church dissension, but the thing that got the most attention was when she talked about her love life, and then she started naming names. The day the squirrel went berserk in the first self-righteous church in that sleepy little town of Pascagoula. It was a fight for survival. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! 
seven deacons and the pastor got saved and $25,000 got raised and 50 volunteered for missions in the Congo on the spot. And even without an invitation, there were at least 500 rededications and we all got rebaptized whether we needed it or not. Now you've heard the Bible story, I guess, how he parted the waters for Moses to pass all the miracles God has wrought in this old world. But the one I'll remember till my dying day is how he put that church back on the narrow way with a half-crazed Mississippi squirrel. The day the squirrel went berserk in the first self-righteous church in that sleepy little town of Pascagoula. It was a fight for survival that broke out in revival. They were jumping pews and shouting, hallelujah. The day the squirrel went berserk in the first self-righteous It's become a tradition now to play that song. Yeah. You Have know, you been to Pascagoula? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I passed through it. Okay. I haven't stayed overnight. Yeah. Oh. But uh, I think they had some bad, had some tornadoes in this last week. Oh, fall. no. Is that right? Went that part, I think you're right, actually. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one, one, one flaw in that story, in that song. Uh-oh. Okay. Is when he caught the squirrel and put it in a... In a box. Uh huh. You want to talk from? Uh, <laughs> are you talking from experience? Yes. Those squirrels. Uh huh. You don't want to deal. You don't want to catch or deal with a a live squirrel. Uh huh. Especially you, if it's a male squirrel. How do you know this? I've I've played that game before. You want to tell the story? <laughs> it's it'll be a warning to our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> teaching them what not to do. Uh, you know, I used to do TV, and so I was coming home one time, and the car in front of me hit a squirrel, mm-hmm. and I thought killed it. So uh, me be thinking that would be a good TV prop, I stopped and picked the squirrel up. Now, mm-hmm. I was only about uh, 100 yards from the house. Uh-huh. And I helped him by his tail out the window, uh-huh. out the window of my truck. Yeah. And when I got about 50 yards from the house. <laughs> Which is not very far. Not, you're not, not gone very, very far. far. That squirrel came, got, woke up, uh-huh. and locked him out. And that squirrel, I didn't think they could climb up their tail, their own tail. You know, you think you got him by the tail. It's gonna it can't reach me. Uh-huh. And that squirrels ripped my arm ah. practically a bit. Those they got sharp little little claws. Yes. I guess that's what they use to climb squirrels trees with. Yeah, I think that yeah. Uh-huh. But I, I quickly uh did that squirrel go? Yes, did you release him rather quickly? No, I released him. <laughs> you saw you saw better you know, there's Better ways for the squirrel to, to <laughs> proceed, especially when he's biting you in the air, yeah, yeah. scratching. He's scratching me. Yeah, and, see, uh, Jeremy needs to write a song about this, uh, the day, the day where the squirrel went berserk <laughs> and in, your, in Jerry's arms. And then I had to go in and get bandaged uh, with all the blood running down my arm. Oh my God! Really? Wow! There's oh yeah. How many bandages did you <laughs> shift stitches and all that? There was a law. There were little. He was climbing up, of course, ah. and he's sinking his little claws in the upper, upper, my upper arm. Yeah, 
stripping it down the the arm. And what are you doing while he's doing all this? It happened so fast. Did it really? <laughs> if I could have let go faster, I would have. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, there's the same story has been passed on from squirrel to squirrel. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, about about the time that. Uh, he attempted to yeah. capture him, man. Yeah. <laughs> and Ralph was just lying there in the street when a yeah. man picked him up by his tail. <laughs> but Ralph was not to be undone that day. <laughs> he true. fought for his life. And, and let this be a lesson to yeah, you. That's right. <laughs> I don't know whether I had ideas of using him on TV or uh, uh, using him as a, as a stew. Oh, we had that person last week that had a... That's right. ...that uh, used to hunt. They said they, they ate squirrels. And, yeah. Yeah, he was from wasn't he from up north Minnesota? Or uh, where was Wisconsin. he? Wisconsin, Wisconsin, yeah. yeah. Well, somebody said that they they had red squirrels. Yeah, up north, the red. Yes, they do have red squirrels, pine squirrels, but they're they're much smaller than even the gray squirrel, and uh, our. We used to call our fox squirrels. Yeah, yeah. fox squirrels. Our yeah. squirrels are meaty. And they're these are I these are guess. bigger these are bigger it. than the gray squirrels that we had up north. Oh yeah, um, but I didn't I didn't question that. But I I never <laughs> heard of a. Uh, I thought maybe maybe there's another species, a red squirrel that's large too. But the the normal pine squirrel or red squirrel up north is is small. Gen- generally, people don't don't eat. Don't it. fool with it. Yeah, yeah. We have uh, gray squirrels in Tennessee. Yeah, which that's, are that's almost a, as big as we've got here. Yeah, yeah, but uh, the, the we have a few fox squirrels that's or red right. squirrels. That's the same thing in East Texas. Yeah, and uh, they're bigger than the gray squirrels. Yeah, they look so. How much did we bigger. get off on squirrels? So we had the song. I bet Charles is pulling what yeah. Harry's got left out. Well, I'm, and I'm sure they. Well, he they, if he is, he he'll just call us and tell uh, us. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Charles, you call us at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Yeah, you don't think that uh, that squirrel would have gone easily into the box to? No. Okay. I don't care what kind of squirrel it is. <laughs> uh, when I first came to Texas, I got to I saw those black squirrels up in the hill country. Especially. Yeah, they're pretty. Yeah. They're they're pretty thin. I, I don't I, I don't know if I don't think people hunt them. Maybe so. If you go if we got any black squirrel stew eaters, uh, drop us a line. <laughs> it, or call but us they, next they week. They live in the rocks. They yeah, call them rock squirrels. They, do we have them in town? Yeah, you can. Because I think I've seen them like at some of the golf courses. Yeah, they're real small. They're almost yeah. You see them scurrying along the like at the quarry along yeah. the rocks and stuff. They're pure black. Yeah, and they're much smaller than the bigger, almost flat. Not too much yeah. smaller. Oh, they're not yeah, too much smaller. Not. Oh, okay. Anyway, well, this is. Uh, we'll take a break from squirrel talk. That's a chipmunk. Is it? <laughs> Are you saying? Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> so. I, uh, I don't think I never thought of them. I just thought of them as a co- color aberration. But right. Maybe they're another species. I don't know. Now, do we got chipmunks around here? I've never seen any chipmunks mm-hmm. here. I don't think so. Okay. Well, this was a little squirrel, and it just kind of scampered along the ground. Now Charles is really getting upset. <laughs> <laughs> Move on from the squirrels. <laughs> I'm sure Charles sells squirrel away. Hey. Do they make squirrel away? Well, deer? Uh, for the, uh, they put a pepper yeah, and the that seed. we put on the bird seed. Yeah. Which they now sell. 
squirrel wood. And they sell that pep- that uh, seed at Millburgers now. Right. So they, you can get it there. Yes. Do they have the pepper flavor? I don't know. We'll have to find out. I, they, they didn't have We talked about it, but they didn't have it last time. Okay. But they've got lots of other uh, uh, bird seed. All the bird seed we talk about, uh, sunflower seeds, safflower seeds. They've got the seed, too, with the, the shell removed. Oh, good. So if you want to... Uh, have a feeder on your patio and not have it get uh, yeah. so mess, messed up with the the shells. Uh, that that seed's available too. And then last weekend I saw, oh, they got uh, hummingbird feeders uh, there. Wow, a lot Good. of choice there. Hummingbird feeder you can get a really fancy, colorful one, or you can get a pretty plain one, just so it's easy to to fill and clean out. Yeah. Rinse out. I, I see those little hummingbird feeders. Looks like you'd be filling those things every 30 minutes. Yeah, I've seen I them. I mean, I like the ones with the big reservoir. Yeah. Well, we had that pterodactyl hummingbird that flew by us no. last Saturday at the nursery. <laughs> that huge one. Yeah. Well, yeah. What was that? It just looked like, to me, a, a female bla- uh, black, black chin. Okay. That was big. Ad- yeah, uh, an adult. The Calvin can sex them on the on the wing. It's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> what, well, the what, black chins are easy. No. What hummingbirds <laughs> do we have uh, that are f- now and? Well, the only ones that we generally have that nest here are the black chin, but we get uh, in the fall and sometimes in the spring we'll get, well, we'll, most springs we'll get ruby throat passing through, and the rufous in the fall. Come and some of them stay all winter. Mm. So we'll most of the times three three different species in the fall. Uh, sometimes three different species in the spring. But uh, the only one that we have that breeds here is a black shin hummingbird. That's why it's easy to tell which is a male yeah. or a female. That roof. That uh, of course I love the ruby throated. And uh, that's all you I, had in Tennessee. Yeah, in East Texas. Yeah. When I went up to see Greg over around Nacogdoches. Uh, he had flowers out there, and uh, they were all ruby throated. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't see a non-ruby. That's all they there. are. That whole eastern yeah. part of the continent yeah. is all ruby throats. And do when is the season for when's the best season for birding in South, in South Texas for? Well, South Texas for, uh, in our area, it's always good birding because okay. you get you get the migrants, but you you're close enough to the coast. Your, uh, you get the um, Rio Grande, uh, the Mexican birds sometimes, so you can just take a little trip out there. But uh, yeah, that Mexican uh, jay is pretty. Yeah. Blue. Well, now we got the Mexican eagles, and t- the Mexican jays have kind of moved north. Yeah. And the Mexican eagles, I just saw the pair in our neighborhood. Uh, wow. I saw well, the female had a looked like a looked like a. Uh, rat and oh, she was carrying okay. it to the nest and so they're they're kind of moving up but um lots of lots of bird species they're colorful too those yeah. mexican eagle and they get they get bold farmers don't like them much but uh, <laughs> but you know jerry and i have talked we always uh, we talk about the bird you know you pl- the plants you can track a lot of different birds with plants if uh, bird feed does the mm-hmm. same, you know, and Milberger's got a great selection. But the other thing that's uh, maybe the easiest way to attract birds is the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. water. Yeah, the, keep, your, keep your bird bath 
you have to refill it every day because of evaporation. Yeah. I looked out uh, yesterday. I was looking out the window, and there's water was spraying straight up. And I thought, the first thing I said to my wife, Judy, I said, I think we got a leak. <laughs> and then I looked, and it was a bunch of uh, about four different species, white uh, white-winged doves and starlings. And sparrows and cardinals in the bird baths. Oh Lord! All splashing up, and they were just, <laughs> you know. Of course, the water. They, by the time, and half an hour later, all the water's on a. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's fascinating. Um, I don't remember Jerry Hummel, but we we counted. Didn't we get like fourteen or fifteen species that, right, you, that right. we would expect at, at the bird bath? Yeah, during the day, a typical yeah. day. Now, during migration, you might get another seven or eight Orioles and. And warblers and um, buntings, all those, and then you don't have to worry about the the mosquitoes. Uh, you know, we talk about the make sure you dump out, don't don't have any setting water. Well, the birds take care of that, plus the evaporation. Yeah, in the summer dries. Yeah, dries those bird baths out every by every evening. So, and if you if you don't believe that the birds like the water mm-hmm. during the hot dry during hot dry te- days temperature during during your water uh of course your approved water time turn on a sprinkler out in the yard oh gosh yeah though they're uh, they're humming birds flying through it back and forth and every kind of other bird in the yard is getting in that water all right, let's take a break while we do. Uh, just uh, remember that Millburgers is closed today. I almost gave the number. Uh, did you? Almost. Uh, so uh, we hope you have I'm, a... I'm proud of you, man. I, got just, I never would have believed. I, I can almost do it now. <laughs> so uh, anyway, we want you to have a wonderful Easter holiday. We're going to come back with some more music and a little more gardening talk. Uh, Millburgers is open again tomorrow, but on behalf of the nursery, we want to wish you and your uh, family a very happy Easter. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up in a moment right after this on 930 a.m. The Answer. If you're growing tomatoes, plan to come to the Top Tomato Contest June the 8th at Millburgers. There are big prizes for cherry and small tomatoes, regular and large tomatoes, and the biggest tomato by weight. Plus, every participant will get a $10 gift certificate to be used that day at Millburgers. For more information and rules, go to millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Thanks to everybody that came to Millburgers Big Fiesta Celebration. They had a great time and raised money for two important causes, the San Antonio Food Bank and the Salvation Army right here in San Antonio. So thank you for coming out and being a part of that big event. All right, we also want to tell you that if you want to get information about the events that are happening at Millburgers, what's on sale at Millburgers, get tips and tricks on what to grow and how to grow it, go to millburgernursery.com where you'll also learn about next Saturday's kids class called All About Bats. Kids are fascinated by bats. Let's face it, adults are fascinated by bats. They're so important to agriculture, to our our environment, and you'll learn more about them at this class next Saturday. It's free to kids from 10 to 11, and all we ask is that you make a reservation by calling the nursery at 210-497-3760. 210-497-3760. Across America, it's snoring season. Right now, 90 million Americans make this sound every night. Snoring can be caused by breathing through your mouth when you sleep. If you have a blocked or narrow nose, then you're more likely to open your mouth to breathe, causing snoring. Thankfully, there's mute. 
an ingenious Australian invention that could quiet the snoring season once and for all. Mute is a comfortable nasal breathing device that sits inside the nose, supporting your airway and keeping it open while you sleep. You'll breathe more easily through your nose and snore less. In fact, in trials, 75% of couples reported a reduction in snoring when using Mute, allowing them both a better night's sleep. Put snoring season to bed, America. Available at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid and other fine stores. For more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more, snore less, sleep better. Finding great discount deals has just gotten easier through the Marketplace San Antonio page at 930amtheanswer.com. Including surveillance solutions. Your home or business can get a state-of-the-art surveillance solution security package that includes a 4K high-def color camera, 8-channel 4K network video recorder, monitors, installation, and more. Valued at $9,000 right now for only $5,000. Exclusively on the Marketplace page. At 930amtheanswer.com. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. Have you noticed, as Rush Limbaugh did on his show Tuesday, that no one wants to speculate who might be responsible for the Notre Dame fire? The first word was it was a construction accident even before any investigation had begun. Are they trying to cover up something? The fact is, speculation is warranted given the large number of Catholic churches that have been burned and desecrated across France in recent years, even recent weeks. Jihadi groups are celebrating the fire. Are we supposed to think there's no connection? Can't the subject even be raised? Europe and the West have their heads in the sand. They refuse to take it face value what imams and Muslim media say about their goal of destroying the West, the Christian and Jewish faiths. Failure to defend oneself against this sort of thing only encourages our enemies and ensures the price to be paid will be far higher than if we addressed it now. Already, it may be too late for Europe. Will it be too late for the United States? It will be if we continue in denial and keep letting the enemy into our country. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. It's our final segment of the uh, of the hour. Oh we, no! Yeah, so uh, you want to do some more music? Do you want to do your Easter parade, Calvin? Yeah, that would be nice. Well, that sounded good. All right, so we're gonna play a mix in a little music like we promised. Who's singing it? I'm Doris. No, I'm pretty sure it's Judy Garland. Oh, Judy Garland. Okay. I think so. Uh, we'll we'll accept that probably. Okay. All right. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, you're listening to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Saw you look quite so pretty before. Never saw you dress quite so handsome. What's more, I could hardly wait to keep our days this lovely Easter morning. And my heart beat fast as I came through the door. In the Easter Parade On the avenue 
Fifth Avenue. The photographers will snap us, and you find that you're in a photograph. You're oh, I could write a sonnet about your Easter bonnet and of the guy I'm taking to the Easter parade on the avenue. Fifth Avenue, the photographers will snap us, and you'll find that you're in the road of gravure. Jerry got it right. That was Fred Astaire with Judy Garland at the end there. Yeah. And They're probably dancing. So do we have a an Easter bonnet story or an Easter parade story <laughs> without a squirrel? No? No. Okay. <laughs> so I was thinking, so uh, if people may have gotten a gift of or bought one of an Easter lily. So we always talk about poinsettias after Christmas. I thought you were going to say Easter bunny. <laughs> no, we're no. Not. no, I, I no, know, I know no, where that. We give, I know where we, we gave go. that up after Paul Cox. <laughs> yeah, said you. Uh, so you could catch them easier. You had to tie their legs together. Yeah, we're not going to. I know where that conversation can go. I've, I've learned. If your ch- if your children did get an Easter oh, bunny, no. why? Yes. Wait six weeks. Uh huh. Feed them, feed them rabbit food for six weeks. The children? No. Well, that too, maybe. <laughs> And uh, they're ready to harvest at six weeks. Let's just leave it the word harvest. People can figure that out for themselves. And people get upset because they they, they name the rabbits. Yeah, don't name but them. But the thing about it is when you dress them out and put them in the refrigerator, freezer, uh-huh. they lose their names. Oh. They can, you can't tell Hoppy from uh, Bunny. Yeah. So... Now, what was that question about? I was going to ask Easter lilies. <laughs> how you care for your Easter lilies after the uh, holidays, or yeah, if you the, can. Uh, the main thing on the Easter lilies, and they're one of the hardest floral crops to grow. I mean, I mean uh, Cheryl Dieter and her family used to grow bunches of them over, over in south, southern um, south, uh, south side of town in San Antonio, and. Uh, and we we used to grow them at uh, Mississippi State. The floral people would uh, in Starkville. Uh, but uh, the thing you want to do, the th- thing that most people don't realize that they need to do with their Easter lily, and some churches buy them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And and then you take them home or yeah give them away. But uh, you want to take the pollen. Uh, you want to emasculate the uh, the pollen. The anthers, the pollen-containing pieces of the, because if you don't, uh, that pollen will stain your clothes. Oh, and it'll also stain the lily, the okay. flower, the okay. white flower. So when you get an Easter lily, that's the one. Of the first thing you want to do is take out those pollen sacs. 
and then when they decline, let them dec uh, go ahead and enjoy the bloom as long as you can. And then you can have a, handle, handle them, uh, and they do begin to decline. Uh, you can handle them like an amaryllis. Oh, wow. P put them in a semi-shaded area, and they'll come back year after year. They, hmm. they won't necessarily bloom at Easter. Yeah, because they're controlled. But they'll still bloom pretty. Okay. I'll have to send you the picture. So they become a Mother's Day lily or a yeah. Yeah, oh, Independence Stage lily? Or yeah, you never know when, but you handle them like an amaryllis, and you never know when they're, you know, rebloom, when they're going to rebloom. But they need the morning sun, afternoon shade. All right, so they do need some sun. I, I imagine you could put them in full sun. Oh, really? I don't know. Um, I suspect the deer eat them. I don't know. Yeah. For they they, they certainly eat the amaryllis. So. They'll eat amaryllis? Yeah. Okay, then they'll eat oh. the amaryllis. Yeah, so I have to take a picture of my amaryllis for you. That's still blooming. Really? Yeah. It's got the four blooms on it. Oh, yeah, you told me. You told me. You got a bulb at uh, Milberger's. Yeah. Uh, one of those big bulbs. And uh, it was already sprouting, wasn't it? Or, no, you, you it, waited, it didn't sprout for a week. Yeah, and then it. It happened, and it, and we, we had it around the holidays. It was didn't do anything, didn't do anything, didn't do anything, and then boom, yeah. And then yeah, now it's uh now it's uh, going again. It's red. Yours is red. Um, you or know striped. That's, it's striped. Yeah, but I'm not sure. I'm guessing if it was striped when it bloomed, it would be striped forever. Yeah. Or red if it bloomed, it would be red forever. Yeah. Okay. okay. What did yours change color? I don't think so. I think I just don't remember. What we planted and what bowls. And, and so, we better check into this because yeah. one of the reasons he's uh, here is he's, he's young. Yeah, <laughs> and I still have my uh, knockout with two different color roses on it. Y'all don't believe me. I'm going to take a picture of that and bring it in Saturday. Oh, okay. Please I got don't. pink and red. Yeah. Pink, uh, there's a pink knockout. Yeah, it's, and a red. You, you can't beat that double red. On the same plant. Yeah. Are you sure it's on the same plant? That's my story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So your uh, your um, description of the uh, freezer. I was going to go to this song, but I decided to wait. Uh oh. Here comes Peter Cottontail hopping down the bunny trail, hippity hopping Easter's on its way, bringing every girl and boy baskets full of Easter joy, things to make your Easter bright and gay. He's got jelly beans for Tommy, colored eggs for Sister Sue. There's an orchid for your mummy and an Easter bonnet too. Oh, here comes Peter Cottontail, hopping down the bonnie trail, hippity-hoppity happy Easter day. Peter Cottontail hopping down the bonny trail Look at him stop and listen to him say Try to do the things you should Maybe if you're extra good He'll roll lots of Easter eggs your way You wake up on Easter morning And you'll know that he was there When you find those chocolate bunnies That he's hiding everywhere Oh, here comes Peter Cottontail Hopping down the bonny trail Hippity-hoppity happy Easter day and six weeks from Easter, what happens to Peter Cottontail? 
Well, you got to do something with a little rabbit. <laughs> Poor Peter Cottontail. <laughs> Just a sad story. All right. Uh, you're listening to Millburgers Garden in South <laughs> Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Um, I was trying to think of other things. We talked about Easter. Lee. Anything else that uh, comes up at Easter plant-wise that we need to be thinking about now? And then we got another song, too. So We got, uh, should we mention the uh, GVST uh, Oh, Water Saver. Water Saver Tour, sure. May 4th. Okay, you want me to bring it up or y'all want to talk about it? You can t- bring it up. All right. Well, we'll just talk about it. So on May 4th is the 17th annual, that's hard to believe, Water Saver Landscape Tour from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. And what they do is they feature uh, yards throughout San Antonio. It's a free tour. Uh, these are going to be featured in Stone Oak. And uh, you kind of go, the owners are there, and they've done different um, – themes and built different uh, types of gardens, but they're kind of like, uh, for instance, um, I don't know, can I give the addresses? I have them. Uh, <laughs> well, we won't. So like one is large family oriented backyard with activity area for all ages, but these are with water saver plants and they look beautiful and they give you ideas of what you can do. One is uh, this yard went from all turf to no turf. Uh, another one is a heavily shaded front yard leads to a unique development a decomposed granite patio featuring a fire pit is the star and a raised pond with 25 goldfish being the surprise <laughs> feature near the front door. Maybe with, more. And by the time this, yeah, <laughs> with a soothing sound of trickling water welcoming visitors. Oh. Yeah. This yeah. is uh, going to be handled a little differently because it's a, a uh, fence community. Yeah. Uh, so you'll meet at the school. Do we know the school now, Milt? Oh, she told us. Doug on yeah. it. It's on, go to, you it's go a, to the Gardening yeah. Volunteers of South Texas, their website, and they'll tell you where to meet uh, with the school. And then they'll, uh, they've got the uh, bands. They'll take you to the houses that you want to go visit. You can visit them all or you can just visit part of them. Be Master garden. I mean, uh, Gardening Volunteers of South Texas at each, uh, each home to assist the uh, owners to describe the features of that home, and they'll be, you know, if you, whatever question or challenging landscape feature you have, probably one of these houses is dealt with. It'll give you some mm-hmm. ideas about it. And then Jer- Jerry's got the uh, one of the ways they're they're earning some money for this event is the they got they got a little raffle, a, a, a seventeenth. Okay, the raffle is the three dollar tickets, uh, which is uh, most people can afford. Yeah, first prize is uh, a 200-square-foot butterfly garden, custom-built butterfly and hummingbird garden. Of course, Mailburgers is providing the plants. Gardening volunteers will put them in. Uh, drip irrigation supplied. I'll do the. I'll go ahead and do the plan and supervise the planting. But we've got a rainwater uh, catchment tank by Tanks a Lot. That's wow. one of the prizes. Gift certificate, $200 gift certificate from Trinity Glen Rose Conservation District. Uh, patio fire pit, and a one-year membership to the botanical gardens. All right, that's good. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.